check us out to hear the latest on life in the volunteer state. Yvonka and her guests discuss everything from life, love, and business with a Tennessee flair. It's a Tennessee thing! Always relatable, always relevant, and always a good time. This is Talking Tennessee, and now your host, Yvonka. Welcome back to Talking Tennessee with Yvonka. I'm your host, and Adrian's here, and she's excited. She's waving. She's doing it all. She's just <laughs> yes. Welcome, 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 honey, Adrian. A lot has been going on since the last time I was on here, honey. What is in the news? Sure, a lot. A lot is going on. A lot of it is. COVID, COVID, COVID. Now they talking about a Delta variant. Crazy to me. The, and, and they the say CDC it's saying, The CDC was saying that w- they are suggesting that people go back to wearing their masks indoors. Yeah. And it's not mandatory, but it's just looking out for your fellow man and not just thinking about yourself. That's what it boils down to. Honestly, I understand the mask is awful and all that stuff, but so many people did not get the, the uh, vaccination and that's why we are where we're at. And I just want this to go away. So I want to say this before I start this podcast, please, please, please wear your mask and please wash your hands and take care of yourself and take care of others. Think of others as well. Now, let's have fun. Let's have fun. <laughs> okay, what else is in the news? Okay. I need all of us to understand. What do we understand? Real estate is hot. Yes. It is hot right now. Especially in East Tennessee, and I'm about to break it down with stats and everything so you will know what is going on in your in your part of the world. Let me tell you the stats come from I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna say allegedly because these are stats that are facts and uh, they come for, straight from car. Uh, our local MLS. So I wanted to tell you where my source comes from. My source comes from CAR. And so uh, let's break down uh, real estate. Real estate is booming. It, we're getting top dollar for our houses. And people say, well, Yvonka, I know you're getting top dollar for your houses. Are, are, is all rollers getting top dollar? The answer is no. Okay. It's all about knowing your property, knowing whoever the agent you pick. You've got to pick an agent that knows real estate, Mm -hmm. evolves with the market, stays up on the market, and truly literally lays it out in, in detail what the market is to you. Okay, you can't just go with a realtor that's your friend, your cousin, your whoever. Look at real estate as your biggest investment. Okay, and I understand that you want to support your friends and family, but I would not want a brand new agent representing my home. Okay, 
And it's nothing against the agent itself. It's just about if that's your biggest investment, why would you want to put your investment in someone's hands that really doesn't know the market? When you're a brand new agent, there's so much you have to learn before you can be a good agent. And then even when you become a good agent, you still need training. You still need experiences and understand that things happen and you have to tell your clients how to deal with the deals that fall apart. You have to uh, teach your clients that an offer is just an offer that said, I'm offering this. And if I meet these terms and you meet these terms, we're going to have a closing. And I think a lot of times people look at when you get a contract, okay, I'm done. It's so far from that. There's so much that goes into it. And I think also touching on what you were saying with a new agent, not only are agents having to learn the industry in general, but they're also having to learn the industry in, excuse me, what is the toughest market It's, it's, it's a very, very hard market. And so you have to know the strategies and you have to know, you know, what you need to do to be able to help your clients. Because if you are not strategizing on, you know, how you write your offer or how you, you know, Mm -hmm. suggest or advise your client to write their offer, there's, they're going to have more chance of losing rather than winning because they're not using the right strategies. Correct. And then another thing that you have to think about is the marketing. I know a lot of people think that you don't have to market in this uh, in this market, but you do. We put our houses on over 500 sites. Okay, we spend the money up front to get you in the best position you can be. Okay, and if you cannot uh, see the, the agent that you pick doing a good job, you need to make sure that you pick the right agent and that you can move on. Because I'll say this, this market will not wait for you. It will not wait for you or your agent. It's going to move and it's going to move quickly. You have to know that from last year to this year, let me give you a stat. House stayed on the market at 61 days on market last year. Now it's at 19 days on market. Okay. Is the market shifting? It is. It's shifting. And, and where that shift is, is that we're getting multiple offers and we're still getting top dollar. But you may not be getting as many multiple offers. So you have to really look at all the offers that you get and say, okay, which one looks like it is closable. It's a difference between winning a bid and being able to close on time with the terms that you submitted to your to the seller. Right. And I think a lot of agents, I have to say this, is not informing their clients on being an being a closable transaction versus winning a bid. And I understand there are some agents out here that are brand new 
and they're, you know, hungry to just get a deal so they can make a paycheck. It's not about that. It's about doing a great job. If you do a great job, you're going to get paid, but you have to look out for your clients. And you have to be not only, you have to be not only competitive, but efficient. Yep. And I think that's where people, that's where people misconstrue, you Mm -hmm. know, throwing out, you know, crazy prices and stuff like that. That's not being competitive. You're being, it's more or less being impulsive because people will throw out a crazy number, but can you really support that number? Exactly. Exactly. And so you have to say, okay, let's throw out something that we can truly close at, not just to win a bid. Because really, it's not fair to a seller for you to do that and put them in a bad situation. You have to think about those things. But a lot of times people don't. A lot of people just want to win the bid and and the agent wants to get you under contract. Okay, on something. But if it doesn't close, it takes up your time and the agent's time. So that's why you need you don't need a hungry agent that wants to win a bid. You need a you need a, a experienced agent. Sorry, tongue tied. Experienced agent that is not just trying to get a paycheck quick. They truly are working to get things done for you to close. Let me give you another stat for East Tennessee. Um, the average day as a market I already told you was at 61% last year. It's 19 days this year. Our sales price have went up 21% at, uh, from last year, June of last year. Um, 144 houses went on the market yesterday. Okay. We're at 2,300 23, plus houses on market. So more houses are going on the market. Uh, that's a good thing. Our inventory is got better a little bit. But the problem is, is that it's still not enough. And so buyers, you really have to really have an agent. I had an agent the other day to ask me about escalation clause. Let me tell you something. You have to know what you're suggesting to your client. So many clients ask how can I make myself the best? Mm-hmm. Well, if your client, if your agent doesn't understand certain terms, then they are not going to explain it to you for you to be able to understand it. Correct. And it puts you at a disadvantage. It does. And you can lose a house literally. Okay. I'm closing a deal yesterday. I mean, yesterday. I'm closing a deal tomorrow and the agent is a seasoned agent. It's been in the business way longer than me, but they did not understand the escalation clause. The moment that I heard him start asking me questions about escalation, it told me I needed to take the escalation out, put in a flat number. Okay. I went back to my clients. I said, listen, escalation clause is great. I think that's what we should do. But, uh, but this agent doesn't understand what it is. And I don't want it to cost you a house because the agent does, it cannot explain it to me. So, you know, it can't explain it to their client when he's putting these uh, multiple offers in front of this client. So we took it out. Guess what we won? 
We'll be closing tomorrow. But if I wouldn't have done that, we would have lost. After it got pinned, he's like, all that escalation thing, I don't even understand nothing about it. This is what the man said to me. This is an agent that's selling million-dollar homes. So don't think just because you've got an agent that has been there a long time. Find out what knowledge they have. Look at the reviews. Look at what people say. And, and, and not, not the cute and nice things they say about the agent. That's great. But look at the reviews when they're talking about knowledge. Being educated on the market. Look at what they say about their negotiation skills. That's what you need to look at about reviews. You need to look at reviews, in-depth reviews, to know if that agent really is a really nice person, great to talk to, but really doesn't know the market. That's not what you hire. You hire someone that has all those qualities, but they have negotiation skills and they have knowledge of their market and quiz them, you know, on a few things and ask them, you know, you know, hey, how many days on market, you know, from this year to last year, you know, approximately, you need to ask those type questions to your agent. Okay, because in this market, they should know it. And let me put this kind of in perspective for you guys, too. So and I was reading an article about this nationwide. Okay, we are 4 million houses short. So put that in perspective. That's a lot of inventory that we do not have. So the inventory, four million. four million. So the inventory that we do have, everyone is pouncing on it. So it yes. makes a difference when you have an agent that is educated, like she's saying, that can tell you, you know, how the market is going, that can tell you and how that four million affects you. Let me right. say this, okay? Is and people's like, okay, I see the four million, and that kind of goes over people's head unless you explain it, okay? So how I can explain it is when the crash hit in 08 in real estate, builders were overextended. Builders, banks drew back those lines of credit, stopped lending to builders, okay? And so b banks basically stopped lending. And so when the market was coming back, the banks didn't, they kept staying tight on builders. So builders didn't have money to build. And so when they didn't have money to build, it made a shortage in houses because houses, you got to understand is that our, all markets around the country has to build. It has to have houses being built at all times. Okay. For us not to have a shortage, but because banks was not lending. Okay. They should have started lending about 18 months to 24 months before they started lending. But because they waited longer, it made a shortage in houses being built. So that means that when our inventory and our market came back, we didn't have enough houses. Market's back. Here you go. But we don't have enough houses. So that's why if you really want to know why things happen, it's because houses was not being built for several years. And banks just was not giving the money. So those builders have to have lines of credit to be able to do it.
So you have to look at it that way. So, and I'm just trying to educate you on why we're in the market that we're in and just know the market is, is tapering. I don't want to say tapering off, but it's, you know, smoothing out some and that's why it's not as many multiple offers we was getting 20 offers on one house now we're down to probably eight to ten okay and that's still a lot of houses but let me even talk to you about that is multiple offers it doesn't matter how many offers you get i literally told a client just yesterday that i just listed their house i said don't worry about the quantity of offers Work, worry about quality and you can have 20 offers and all 20 may not meet your needs so but if you have one good quality offer because you can only accept one offer it doesn't matter how many offers you get and people think the more offers you get the more it drives up the price not always the terms yeah. can be different yeah, I was telling the client, this house, I said, you're at $300,000 house. But if all 20 offers came in and all of them were offering you $250,000, did the multiple offers help you? No. Nope. If you have 20 offers of $300,000, oh, then it helped you. But most likely, our offers are not going to come in the same. It's not going to be... And the terms, it could be 300000 Okay, the price is right. But guess what? They could have other terms asking for closing calls, a contingency on appraisal and financing, all this stuff. So you have to look at the whole picture, okay? Even the in whole this market, real estate picture. Even in this market, what we were saying about having an agent that's educated, there are still, even though, you know, there are sellers out there, uh, well, most sellers, I'm sorry, are not, accepting closing costs right now. Do you think that stops a buyer or an agent from submitting an offer that's asking for closing costs? Oh, sellers will no. laugh at you now. It doesn't. If you get an offer with closing costs, they laugh. They do. Okay, Because sellers know that they ain't got to pay it. It's true. They know this, okay? And so you have to know that don't worry about getting multiple offers. Don't worry about, uh, I didn't get to tell all my friends how many offers I got. We're about to say, I got one quality offer and it met my needs. That's what it's all about. And so that's why you need to hire the right agent. And I truly believe the Landis girls are top notch. We are in East Tennessee. We can sell this market. We know this market. We study this market, you know, so much. We have an appraiser on staff. He's David's been an appraiser for 25 years. Okay, so he makes sure that all of our offers, all of our listings are looked by, I mean, have a second look by him so that we bring top dollar to our clients. That's why our nickname is the marketing experts, because we know this market. We're the we leading really put in the work experts. to be able to know this market. Yes. And, and it's not you know, tooting our horn or whatever, because we have multiple clients that will toot it for us. We don't have to toot our horn. We just have to do a good job. But I want you to know that doing a good job is knowing our client situation and not looking at our paycheck, looking at our client's situation and getting them out and ready to go. Mm -hmm. So I would tell anybody, 
if you're not in East Tennessee, find your agent that qualifies for your business and don't just go with anybody. And another thing is, is don't go with quantity type agents. Okay. And that's the one and done is that I have clients and Adrian has clients that refer to us over and over repeat clients. You don't want an agent that one and done because all they're going to do is one and done you. They're not going to work that hard to get you every penny that they should get. So don't look at how many houses they've sold. Look at how much knowledge and what those reviews state. The reviews will tell you people normally when they've had a truly good experience and they have truly, you know, felt taken care of, they will express that in some form or fashion in their review. Yeah, so don't get into positive, negative review. Oh, well, they say that they're nice and they're this or whatever. Well, they need to be nice regardless. But you need to look at reviews as does their clients talk about their negotiating skills? Does their does those reviews talk about their educating people on the market? Does it tell about how they treat their clients and how they don't talk about paycheck? You'll never get a client talk to say that me and Adrian ever bring up paycheck, except one time. The only time we bring it up at the very beginning, we we explain to them. We don't look for you to give us a paycheck as long as we build a relationship, a solid relationship with you, okay? As long as we build that relationship, God will bring us that paycheck. So we don't worry about a paycheck because we're going to get paid regardless. But, But it starts with being good to you. So tune in every Thursday to Talk in Tennessee. We will give a month to month um, forecast of the market in East Tennessee and around the country. Okay. So uh, tune in every Thursday for Talking Tennessee. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to Talking Tennessee with Yavanka. Watch out for our weekly episodes from the first family of real estate and check us out on the web www.yavankasalesrealestate.com. See our videos on Yavanka's YouTube channel or find us on Facebook under Yavanka Landis and Twitter at Yavanka Landis. And don't forget to tell a friend about us. Until next time, Yavanka signing off.